0: Struggling with debt? Bills, loans, credit cards? Need a way out? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt matters. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL Team and association with MTK Global at the famous Miguel's Gym here in South London you Can see joined by the face of South London, Dean White. Come on. Got all your boys training in there today, busy?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it was a good day, man. I was in there, I think it just got a bit techy. Everyone wanted smoke, no one went to work no more. You saw the smoke in there, it's mad. Everyone just wanted the rounds, so it's good, it's nice. it was just technical stuff. The boys just letting out some steam, good weather. Everyone was trying to bring it, man, but it's all right, it was nice. And you was working
0: hard yourself in there,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's me, man. I'm here most days, you know. Um, I'm in most days training with these boys, obviously we're coaching um, a couple of them now So, you know, I kind of get involved, I do my bit Um, Technical, you know, sometimes a bit of sparring body, sometimes not For those of you that think I can't box, (laughs) that's weird (laughs) Pop down to the gym if you want, We could have a friendly, friendly spa Move around with anyone, any of the boys, if they want to come down You know, there's a lot of internet people, man, do a lot of smoke talking, man, you know what I'm saying? Not anyone in particular, but you know the internet, it does a lot of of talking on the keyboards and that. But I'm saying I'm happy to help them get fit and move around, learn, teach them some discipline, manners, respect, integrity, all those things you you have to learn to be a boxer, you know, mental toughness. And to respect boxers more than anything, because they, you know, they, they, they put a lot of work in and sometimes they don't actually get the rewards they deserve. As fighters, as they don't get to the titles. They, you know, um you know, their their careers cut short because of injuries, and then they put years of their life on hold, relationships, family, and uh, sometimes it's not respected by people who sit there eating pizzas and donuts and other stuff. Saying, "Oh, I would have done this when I, you know, I would have thrown oh, up I would have thrown up because god damn it, I would I would have got him out of there," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but hey, listen, man, it's part of the, it's part of the makeup, you know, of boxing. And you know, it's an opinion sport, and, um, you know, we've got to respect it both ways. I mean, I think it's, it is good if, you know, if there are people who are like that, they should go into the gyms and, you know, do stuff and practice and kind of live a life in the boxer shoes and kind of respect the hustle, respect what it takes to be an athlete and what they got to go through, dieting, training three times a day, sacrifice, you know what I mean? So it's just one of them.
0: Dean, of course, we had big news yesterday. Confirmation of uh, your brother's rematch with Alexander Povetkin. Let's just go back to the first fight itself. Um, in your opinion, what went wrong for Dylan that night?
1: Um, do you know the funny thing? I don't. Oh, it's one. It's kind of a mad one. Look, I did an interview with who did I do an interview the day before? Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. I did one with Oscar the day before, and um, I said, you know, I, I I made them aware that you know, you know, that is one of. The things that was concerning to me that, you know, potentially we're all talking about the left hook and watching some of his fights, I noticed he likes to faint and come under with the uppercut. That was a concern. Obviously the differences could, because of COVID-19, things are different. There was only a select amount of people that could go into the bubble. And and so on. Um, I didn't put myself forward because <laughs> you know I, I was busy anyway. But I I, I wouldn't want to be in that anyway, to be honest. But you had to do your testing. You had to stay there for a certain duration. I like to come and go as I please, to be honest. So um, you know that's probably the first that is the first fight that I've not been there to be able to give an assessment or opinion and break down and stuff and say stuff. Not to say that's got anything to do with the bearing of how it would have went, but I mean, you know I'm there. Even when I got there, I was at the fight. I was at ringside, and I said, and you know, I do hope these guys can see what's actually occurring because what I took from as soon as the opening bell went I noticed he was working to the body a lot and that was something totally different I spoke to Dylan after and he said oh he does that and I said nope he doesn't I watched these fights all week and I went back and watched fights from all the way to Takam and, and beyond and um, he goes to the body but he was it was, like, an obsession, if you get my meaning. Left
0: to the body, all the time. He was
1: going to the body, but that was a smart plan. So that was part of the plan to draw the hand down. So what it was is, Dil was going to start thinking about coming down here and then bringing his hand back up here, coming down here, and that's how he tricked him with the faint.
0: By the time Dylan brought his hand down to protect the body.
1: Exactly. So you saw where the trap was, but, you know, listen, at the end of the day, listen, Dylan was boxing brilliant. He was boxing to a game plan, you know, and obviously the, the advice in the corner, which... Um, I was told and then I heard afterwards the sound advice you know what I mean um, there was a couple of things that he was doing in there probably uh, you know and I actually shouted it from ringside I said listen he's jabbing in and um, and kind of leaning in a little bit too much so like you know my mum was trying the uppercut and kind of missing and trying big shot and there was evading the shots quite nicely um, the reason why I'd, I, I, I the, the, when I say luck I don't mean luck because he's got technique and experience I mean luck in the positioning and steps that accumulated to get the jackpot do you get what i mean by that in terms of Dill had to make the initial mistake for him to you know come underneath and and get the shot which i suppose was... you
0: capitalized on it exactly it? Yeah, but yeah. you know
1: it's, it, it's it's disrespectful to say that but in you know it was a, an amazing shot it was set up well but i mean at the same time i don't think the positioning where Dill was it wasn't the right shot to throw and you know as far as far as i'm concerned you know what i mean so i mean listen they got to run it back anyway listen Still knows what to do when he's in there. He was in there, he was boxing, the jab was working great. Um, there's things to take away, you look at things and we say, uh, oh, Pavetkin looks like he's he's tired, um, you know, he, he looks like he ain't got much left and he's always comes back and he's got a lot of energy. If you notice it, in a hunter fight, in the AJ fight, many fights he looked like um he might have been on the way out and, and, and he still it was, was red, he was breathing hard from the first and the second round. But he manages to get the rounds done. Takam, like he pulled out a, that a, shot a, exactly. Yeah. So you know the, the the experience is there, and he showed it again on and that. And it was it was heart wrenching, it was devastating sitting there at ringside because <laughs> I just thought it was in a saleable lead, and, and 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 that wasn't on the cards in terms of how the the run of the play of the the fight was going. <laughs> Your boy Kieran, <laughs> by enough. Yeah, you get me. So um, <laughs> I just I, what it is is listen. I mean listen, anything can happen in heavyweight boxing, and, and as we saw, it did. So. It's one of them, but I mean, the run of the play of the fight, how it was, I'm not going to lie, from round four, most people would have said the writing was on the wall for perfect If there was a bet and someone put it in front of you right there and then and said, listen, I'm going to give you a million pound, I think Dio's going to stop this guy in the next round, most people would have said, you know what, I'm going to put my money on that because how the fight was playing out, we'd assume, you know, we don't want to assume you can ask like yourself because we would have, I'd have lost my house, <laughs> but I mean that's how confident we would have been in that position but you know you can't write anyone off you can't write off a former Olympian and he showed his durability and he's done it countless times but one thing I know about Dillian he's very resilient he's very strong-minded and strong-willed and I'm sure he's gonna rectify any holes and make the slight adjustments that he needs to Um, and he might bring out more of a little bit of a killer instinct I felt like you know, there was times where he could have pressed on the gas a little bit and he didn't. He chose to be smart. And, but you sometimes you've got to look at that because you're in there with the pedigree you're in there with. Mm. And um, when you're looking at Dillian's pedigree, I think to, to, to be outboxing, to be dominating a former Olympian gold medalist, um, to be outboxing someone of that calibre and winning kind of quite comfortably um, with, you know, with the experience, minimal experience he's had, You know, that shows he deserves to be in and around the argument and the conversation. But, listen, he's got to run it back. Um, He lost that one, 1-0. Now he needs to go back and he just needs to, you know, um, and they're going to go back in camp. They're over there now. I know he's ticking over. um, And they're probably going to get the show on the road now. It's good that it's announced. Um, He just wants to get back in there and and do his stuff, you know. Even when I was over there in Portugal, um, you you know, the training, the guys, the sparring was good. He looked strong, he was doing multiple rounds, 15 rounds and stuff. So his fitness was never in question. His skill sets never in question. Obviously, it was just hit with a, a peach of a shot. It was a brilliant shot and it was set up nicely. I think it was the momentum of his force coming forward and Povetkin's slip and encountering. So it doubled up, the it compounded the pressure in the shot. So, I mean, listen... Anyone that would have put I think that would have put out a rhinoceros, a donkey, whatever you want whatever would have been in front would have been going to sleep. So I heard um Fury, um Huey Fury saying, "Oh, I took bigger shots than that. Trust me, none of them shots what he took against um Pavetkin was nothing the same. He did take some decent shots, but he was moving and slipping and rolling with the shots. There was it was never as clear flush as that shot and he's got a decent chin mind you because you know he's done quite good for himself he took some heavy shots in that fight but um, we must respect the game and, and say what it is anything it is I don't I don't hide I don't jerk I don't pretend at the end of the day listen what's what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong the shot was a brilliant shot and he got hit with a peach of a shot and he went to sleep he was actually gone before he even hit the canvas and I was like what the hell I was like Blood, fuck you know like that kind of thing so um, it's, it's hard it's heart wrenching you know but now he goes back to the drawing board and um He's, he's got a chance to amend it. There's people that get into this position; they don't. It could go one of two ways. It could, we could have, you know, there's many a, a champions that's come back from devastating losses and came back to run it back and win, or you know, you've got some people that you know, Price that done the rematch twice and lost on both accounts, and that was really devastating for his career going forward. Because I don't believe he ever he's ever recovered in his career and managed to go. Because he was when we was coming up and coming through the ranks, he was. He was the guy that everyone was talking about. David, David Price was the man, the big punching white hope that Maloney had, and um, they were they were singing whistles and bells about him. And those two defeats, they, they they casted him away to sea, you know. Mm. So um, it is it is a dangerous one. So you know, if you look at the hands, but listen, what can you do? He mm. was like a man that doesn't want to hide. He, you know, he either said, listen, win, win, lose or draw, he's gonna come and put it on the line for the fans and try and either knock someone out. And in, what's happened there? I think that was a punch bag. It burst. Oh. Wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy, isn't it? (laughs) In you know, win, lose, or joy he's gonna put it all on the line and try and give the fans a good show. You know, in that case, he came up short, but he's gonna run it back and try and um, get redemption. You know.
0: One comment I just pick up uh, from you that you mentioned earlier: easier us to say that. you know, Dylan should have jumped on him, etc. But then, if they started trading up and he got knocked out anyways, we'd be saying, oh, why did Dylan tra- rush uh, in? Absolutely.
1: And- yeah. This is boxing <laughs> though. This is what we're talking about, opinions and stuff. But I, I, what I would say, I'd say, I believe there could be educated pressure applied where you open up and you're still, you know, um, you're mindful of what's coming back. You know what I mean? If you're if you're slipping or pulling, you know, like, little things there, you know, but listen... Like you said, it's, it's well easier on the safe side of the, the rope saying whatever we want to say. and I mean? In there, when he was in there, you know, he was told by the corner. Um, and he went out there and, and done what he uh, had to do.
0: Let me ask you, you're, you're in management at the moment. Obviously, you don't look after Dylan, but you look after fighters, etc. Now, from a fan perspective, it's brilliant because he keep, give, keeps giving us fights like Joseph Parker, mm-hmm. um, Oscar Rivas, Chisora, Povetkin. But from a from a business point of view, not a fighting point of view, because we know Dylan will fight anyone, he's proved that over his career, but from a business point of view, it's easy to say after the loss, but was that a really unnecessary fight to take?
1: Many people said it was a very risky fight, um, but that's what, that's what the Can-Man, you know, Dylan White and the team do, you know? They take risky fight after risky fight, and when you're talking about the business, this is a business of money and finances, and legacy in terms of trying to be one of the ones when history and the books are written to be one of the guys at the top to say they fought everyone and done it, and obviously getting paid handsomely. You know, if you look at the pay-per-view numbers they've sold, I think it was over three hundred thousand. You do the math, what sort of kind of figures <laughs> you know were made? Um, and there's not many. There's not many people in boxing that are making that kind of money. You know what I'm saying? There's um. There's a, there's What's up? <laughs> No, I'm watching it Now he's looking at the bags I was just... Oh yeah Yeah so I mean mm. Listen All the fights Every After every single fight Lucas Brown They said oh, This is risky Why are you taking this fight After Chis- second Chisora oh, Why are you taking that fight It was a hell of a but, fight I'm, a, I'm
0: asking for this one Because the WBC confirmed That he will face The winner of Wilder Fury 3
1: Yeah Well listen I'm not going to lie I can't pretend to know the answers <laughs> Um, I, I don't know even if we had A conversation about it Going back My mind's probably a bit frazzled If truth to be told um, that's the boxing game. I guess getting punched on the chops a bit too much. But I mean, you listen. This this is a business. These boys are here to make money, and obviously you're gonna have to take risks. Because all of the fights were risky. Even the Oscar Rivas fight was risky. You know, he went down, he got back up. O- um, Joseph Parker fight was very risky also. He went down in the last round and had to hold on. And that's experience. People are talking about oh he got hit, he went down. Joseph Parker went down as well, and then he used his skill. he Used part of the boxing attributes is being able to hold. Um, if you don't know how to hold and tie up in boxing you're going to take a lot of punches and you're going to come unstuck you know what I mean um, a lot of people should work on a bit more of that in the gym you know instead of tucking up and because even when you're tucking up and taking them shots you actually feel those shots those fudding shots what they're hitting people with you feel them you know what I mean so you know it's things people need to work on And um, but listen like I said I think he's done exceptionally well with his career they've taken hard fight after hard fight they've, they've come on top and, and and they've been the recipient of spectacular knockouts, great knockouts, great wins. So on this on this day here, it wasn't, it didn't end so well. Um, and it was it was like I said, it was a bit of pill to swallow at that time. Um, and then I went back to the hotel. I was chatting to them. He, he seemed right, He seemed he was like he, you know he was just like you know it was just one of them. He was just like, listen, man, we, we we run it back, man. Don't worry, bro. We're gonna get them. We're gonna run it back. And he was talking about the rematch immediately. Mm. So we knew his mindset was clear. He's gone back and he's assessed it. They've, they've worked out the deal. They've got the deal done. And now the announcement's here. So now we, we, we've got to kind of um, get himself sorted. I always say we because obviously the journey, is, you know, it's a team effort. It's not called Dillian White. It's Dillian White team. You know that? So there's many accumulations of people that put things together to make... You know, I mean make everything go down they always say it takes a village to raise a kid it's the same in a team there's more than one person that puts an input for them to be victorious physios um, dietitian nutritionist strength and conditioner many people masseuses many people in the team it's team it's not i and team so i always say we because in accumulation everyone plays their part i do my part people do their part at the minute obviously we're not i'm not in camp as much because i've got my own boys and i'm managing my own guys and train but i make sure i make time and go over there also um, and give him the advice. We talk most days and stuff. But um, like I said, I think for this fight I will go over there again, maybe for a couple of weeks like I did last time, and um, make sure you know I feel like they're, they're you know they're, they're picking up on the right things, what to look out for, um, because I don't know I can't like I said I feel this that shot was one in a million. I know he's going to throw it again, but I it's, it's just you know I just felt like some of the time when he was on the ropes, some of those kind of things. Maybe you would want to cut out, staying on the ropes too long, taking unnecessary body shots. Because I think if he takes away the distance and the body shots, it's going to leave for in a, a vulnerable position because then he's not going to be able to open up, coming up with the uppercut and the hooks. You know, if you understand and gauge the distance. Remember, you see what we were doing upstairs with them boys mm. where I was able to pull back and fire and kind of come in, change. well, I, I'm a, I switch it anyway, but I'll change stances. That's not really deal style, but I mean, and you saw the kid doing that and kind of countering. I
0: think you should have pushed him... Back more with a jab
1: absolutely absolutely mm. absolutely but I mean listen it's easy to say that. Like, yeah. you know it's it's mad that we'll talk about stuff I, I think I mean when he was jabbing I think he's overreaching his front his, his he's front going leg over leg. The, le- yeah. the front leg yeah. wasn't he yeah. Yeah. That, that was a big no no that's something he needs to work on I think he wants to probably push it you know you got to mix it but what it is is why you might you got to faint and even that I was saying you need to faint a bit more maybe faint with your liven up your feet so he's faint faint double jab, maybe pressing back a little bit, or faint, snap it and then come back out of range. Because obviously he's going to throw the hooks and he's going to throw the overhand, but Dill was missing them quite nicely. You know what I mean, but listen, I don't know, man, like you say, we could say many things and then, because boxing is something else. It's like a it's like a jack in the box, you know, something else pops up. Do you get know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like the distance where it was, Povetkin is at his most dangerous in mid to close range. You know what I mean? But I felt that like Dill could have closed the distance and tucked up and sat right on his chest and worked him because I don't know if he can work in a pocket for Vecchi really close and touch him up close and come over the top and manhandle him and try and make it a little bit more rugged and old man him especially when he got him hurt but listen this is just me making speculation mm. thinking it means absolutely nothing when the time comes he's got his team his corner men I'll give an input on what I think Um but I'd like him to just be smart and be have that educated oppression and, um, and p- apply that and the team to give him the right information to go out there and when the right moment is to make sure he sets on the gas in a smart educated way. You know I mean
0: we look forward to the rematch. I'm sure he's working hard at yeah, Portugal yeah, with Xavier yeah. Miller and the rest of the boys. Yeah one thing I will say no excuses from Dylan after the fight no,
1: Absolutely none. listen. Like I said the camera like he said man. He, listen you win some you lose some, you might draw fights. He's always put it on the line and he said it what it is, you know what I mean? He's, he's you know, like obviously had a lot of criticism from many different people, you know. You got Andy Ruiz there, uh, Wilder came out, a few others. And um, you know, these are these are heavyweight boxers obviously who he's had running feuds with for a while. So it was only natural that they was gonna come out and give their input. For me, I don't I, I don't I don't look at that and say anything because it's part of the game, it's part of these guys' hustles, you know. They you know they all talk about each other, they make they keep each other relevant um for fights that are, are gonna occur with each other and so on and it makes it interesting fans have something to read about online something to comment about and talk listen through the covid19 look i think this is actually our first meeting up we've done loads of interviews we've done a few online um yeah well, since the whole pandemic yeah, thing yeah. this is you wife. right yeah, this, yeah. Is our, this is our first time meeting up we've done a, obviously a few on what was, it, zoom zoom. And, um, zoom. was it zoom and skype and zoom and skype and um is the same for many other channels, um, and obviously it was a little bit quiet. But like I said, I've been I've been training and training my guy, literally throughout the whole of the pandemic, uh, and now we're in a position. Hopefully he'll be out shortly also. Um, so let's see let's see what happens in the in the next few weeks, man. Obviously you got the likes of um, Usek and Trezora's coming around. I heard there's a date looming of October the 31st potentially. I know they were looking at the Royal Albert Hall, but like, I don't think they've got back to them yet. They're hoping. The British boxing balls are going to allow crowds maybe end of October and November, but we'll see, they might change their mind. And there's there's loads of other fights out there, man. Now,
0: Joshua Pulev, uh, Fury World that's of Three December, yeah. right? December uh, Fury World of Three, and Joshua Pulev. And then obviously your brother with Povek in November. So there's four potential uh, big heavyweight yeah, big, fights.
1: Yeah, that's, listen, and that's amazing for boxing fans. All involving UK fighters. It, it, it is, it's going to be a great time. When is that? December the 6th, Pulev and
0: no, uh, so. Fury Wilder 3 is December 19th in Vegas, yep. reportedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua Pulev hasn't actually got a date yet. I think Eddie's going to announce something mm. soon. See, so your brother has got a date and Music Chisora is sort of still waiting. But I think all these fights will happen.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to do a show. I think I'm going to do my first show. Actually. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Wh-
0: when's that going to be, um, roughly?
1: The date we've got booked at the minute is November the 28th. London? Uh, no, maybe Luton at the minute. Okay. Yeah, obviously Luton. Um, what sort kind
0: of shows is this going to be? Yeah, how many fights? But, um,
1: I don't know. At the minute, obviously, we're only allowed seven. Um, hopefully, the, this week, the, the British Boxing Board will announce that they're going to up that to more, so we'll see. And what I'll we'll do is I think we might be putting on a well European title, hopefully, WBO. We'll see. Oh, okay. And um, a few other guys, and you know, I'll maybe put on one of my guys or something like that. I'm just trying to get the ball rolling, get a few guys out, get a few of my boys out, and uh, you know, get, in, get involved in the parties to a degree and um, just continue to build and learn in, in the sport you know i've got a nice team that work around me and stuff so yeah we're just literally doing some stuff i've got a meeting tomorrow so potentially to go and look at a venue to do uh, the press conference which i might do in october
0: give me a shout i'll come yeah, down to the yeah, show
1: definitely yeah. yeah definitely um so yeah just listen there's loads of stuff working got a lot of boys going out make some announcements soon hopefully november got a boy going to fight for a title in November. I'll probably make an announcement hopefully hmm. soon. Another boy should fight on Matchroom hopefully.
0: Pro debut potentially. Yeah, 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 pro
1: debut. And then I've got another one fighting on a few, Warren. A few of them on Warren, Matchroom. And I'm actually, maybe have a girl soon as well. Yeah. Know? Literally, you know, yeah. So I don't know. There's things going on, man. I'm a just, lot going on for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, absolutely. Even the music, the music's going great. Everything's literally going great. I'm just grafting. You know what I mean? Listen, you don't get anything by uh, not grafting and not putting your work in. There's no easy shifting, nothing in life, you know what I mean? Mm. So, I'm just literally working. I'm in the gym all the time. Um, any good talent out there, come down. You can move around with the boys and down here, yeah, yeah. test yourself, you know what I mean? My girls. Anyone who wants to come and understand about boxing and get yourself taught some manners, <laughs> come down and my girls, get yourself in the ring. You know what I mean? And learn, learn what the fighters go through, man. Put yourself through the paces, man. You know what I mean? So.
0: Okay, on that note, Dean White, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure we'll catch up soon, all right? God bless.
1: Excellent, thanks very much.
0: Struggling with debt? Bills, loans, credit cards? Need a way out? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt matters.